Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh my goodness. Hey everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Uh, today's show is especially exciting. I mean, it really is uh, a pig. Linda does such a great job in lining up my shows. You know, somehow magically they relate. So the show before we're talking about what does it mean to be heart-centered leaders? But today with Leah Rowling, we are really going to get underneath the covers. And what do I mean by that is what, what she does, what Leah does is she looks at how we show up in the world. She is a thought coach. She's a strategist. She's an author. She's a public speaker. And I love that she's unapologetically imperfect. Totally. Like, who isn't? Well, who will actually admit that they are? But, <laughs> but she is also, you know, the crafter you know, the, the creator, the strategist of her B method. Now, when you take a look at this, and then you take a look at her toolkit, and you look at whether it's looking at cognitive behavior, whether it's neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, hypnosis, quantum science, it doesn't matter. Metaphysics plus spirituality, when you put it all together, you can understand why she's extremely successful and extremely powerful in creating harmony in her personal life with her family and helping people tap into that for their lives. Today, you're going to get a giant dose of becoming in purpose, on purpose, and what that means to choose to become. Leah, it's great to have you. So good to be here. <laughs> um, I thought of you. I don't know, like, do your ears ring and stuff? Like, yes. Oh, okay. So, yes, it does. I always prepped for the shows. And I discovered a part of becoming that I was not tapping into for myself and my company. And I went through and I started to look at this and, and I said, I. I'm really excited about what you're going to share because becoming is not an end game. It's a journey, but I would love to know from you, what does that come to mean to you? And what did you have to overcome? What did you have to shift to fully step in to not only talking about it, but to be the mentors of others? Mm. I think for me, becoming means 
to step into my purpose. I, I have spent the good majority of my adult life looking for it, right? Looking for it as a way of, if found, like I would finally be worthy. If found, I'd be enough, right? If found, maybe I could stop people pleasing and pretending that I was something that I'm not. If I found my purpose, then maybe I wouldn't take people's criticism so personally, right? My dad left me when I was eight years old. And I thought that if I found purpose, he'd find his way back to me. Or if I found purpose, I would minimize ever being abandoned again. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. And so this 30 year, like personal development, self-mastery journey really shaped my becoming, right? It shaped who it is that I am today. And it shaped my exploration in trying to look for ways and tools and strategies to inform our human potential, look for ways as to how it is and why it is that we sabotage and to uh, create strategies and tools and frameworks and techniques to stop sabotaging. I, I mean, I've been, I've been fired. I've quit. I've been divorced. I've had lots and lots of heartache. I have run away from my life and personal development brings me right back into it every single time. And, and so for me, tapping in to the tools that I've learned in personal development in hopes that, you know, this show and all that you do, Pat, for the world can kind of bring together this movement of social impact that we get when we become more masters of ourselves and become who it is that we've always been, right? But we just weren't aware of it because we're looking for our purpose outside of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah. And then sometimes it shows up, you know, by an enlightened moment. And, you know, I'd say enlightened moment, not like a Tibet, like you're a monk in Tibet <laughs> sitting on a mountain. You know, we call them aha moments in our pop culture now, right? Where we have an aha moment. But one of the things that you help people with is not just recognize you have a aha moment, but then there's usually an action. Mm-hmm. And we often don't go to the next step, right? That's really where the rubber meets the road. Yep. When you get that aha moment, you know, it's like, a, it's just as right as rain, you mm-hmm. know it. And then it ends up somewhere in between your couch cushion. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that piece of chocolate that you had six months ago. <laughs> but th- let's talk about that because this is a, this is a journey of passion. This is something you're passionate about. And, you know, let me ask you that question. Um, when somebody is as passionate as you, you must be seeing end game results, right? Yes. Yep. What have you seen people shift from? Oh man. I know. I I think the biggest shift and, and again, most of the stuff that I teach is just common sense, but it's not common practice, right? I, I believe that we've not been taught how to think we've not been taught how to feel. And we really haven't taught what it really means to be a human. And so the biggest shifts 
that I've seen my clients make is the shift in personal responsibility, shifting from being the victim of their life and their circumstances and their situations into empowerment, into the things that they control and letting go of the things they can't, right? There's a reason why we don't do what we know. There is. And it has nothing to do with that we don't know what it is. We know there's enough books, there's enough podcasts, there's enough information out there. You could pretty much Google, right, anything if you didn't know it to know how to do anything at all. But it isn't in knowing, it's in being, right? It's in thinking and feeling as a be state, who it is that you want to be, who it is that you want to become. And if those aren't clear, right, and those aren't tied into some sort of an identity statement for you, right? For your future possibility, you're never going to do that. There will be no action, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love this because um, I just want to throw something out. You know, I have been a business owner in the state of Washington for a long time. Actually, before I incorporated, even before that, as a sole proprietor consulting. And I've never looked at or taken the opportunity to apply for funding and grants Hmm. for my designate uh, ethnicity, uh, women owned. And I was looking at this show today and getting ready. And I asked myself, how are you doing, Pat, with this becoming? What are the points for you that are like breathing? Hmm. And then what are the points where you're either procrastinating or not seeking knowledge of Mm -hmm. or, right? Because knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, or that you've shoved like the chocolate in the cushions. Yep. And when you start to look at that, right? Something gets revealed. And that's what you're talking about today you know, revelation that turns into motivation that turns into activation, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Because if we haven't ever thought about our thoughts, right? I mean, we have between 50 to 75,000 thoughts in any given day. And 95% of them come from our unconscious programming, which means it's from our past, right? And if it feels like you're living in Groundhog's Day, it, it is because you are, if you're not intentional and if you're not truly thinking about what you're thinking about, which requires some intentionality, requires thought downloads, requires journaling, requires an intention to your priorities and your focus. And when we don't do that, right, we do get caught up in all of the sabotagers, the doubt, the delay, the, div- the, the division that we currently are plagued with in the society today, because we're not thinking about it intentionally. I want to ask you this when we come back from break. And for those of you just tuning in, you know, this is the first of a lot of conversations we're going to have with Leah, Leah Rowling. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about this idea of the light bulb. Now, there's a moment that I know everybody can point to. It doesn't matter when it happened. It could be three years old, five years old, doesn't matter. 
But there's this moment that the little light bulb goes on. It's an inside light bulb, right? And you have a sense of OMG. I am getting a glimpse of who I am. Wow. And then you don't know what to do. When we come back, Leah's going to take us on a journey. But before we go to break, how do people find out about you? How do they work with you? All of the above. How do they help and learn to become? Well, you can find all about me on my website, um, .com. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have a becoming group for women um, searching right for this becoming experience, seeking something more and doing it together as a amazing community of women. Um, I do a different personal development topic every month and we uh, do it workshop style. And then we really dive in to consume it and apply it in our life and do um, all sorts of life coaching. So uh, that's how you can find me. And I would love to uh, meet you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When we come back, here's the question. Like I said before, you got a glimpse. Maybe you looked in the mirror. Maybe you got a sense of, oh, is that me? Or, or here's the one that I love. You looked in the mirror and you say, I am totally unrecognizable. <sighs> now what? I'm not going to answer that. Liz going to answer that. Benny, let's go to a short break. Everybody we will be right back. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Do you have traits of ADD or ADHD? It can be hard to meet society's expectations of productivity when traditional approaches to time management and organization don't work for your unique brain. You need customized strategies. In the ADHD Self-Mastery Podcast with Bonnie Menku, you get concise, actionable solutions to help you modify your approach and achieve your goals. Learn more about Bonnie at thrivewithadd.com. Hi everyone, this is Courtney Cottrell, host of Unapologetically Favorite on Transformation Talk Radio, here to give you some tips on how you can move your life forward if you're feeling stuck by using the GROW model. 
First, use the letter G to write down the goal that you ultimately want to achieve, whether it's working out one hour a day or working towards a promotion at work. Second, using the letter R, think realistically about the roadblock that is currently holding you back from accomplishing your goals. Third, use the letter O. Think about the options or opportunities that will help you in achieving your goal. What can you change in your daily routine that will help you move closer to achieving your goal? Fourth, use the letter W to discover your will and make a true commitment to achieving your goal by writing down a completion date. Once you've reached your goal, celebrate your accomplishment. You are capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Never give up and keep being unapologetically you. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Leah Rowling is joining me here today. And, you know, this is really what I love about being able to share with all of you people that have dedicated and are dedicating their lives to helping other people, helping other people become. And the backdrop for all of this, and you'll find this out uh, about Leah as we move forward, the backdrop nine times out of 10 is usually a life experience which was a gift to her or something that may be happening to you that may not seem like a gift at the moment, right? But it then turns out to be your becoming on purpose, your becoming. Sometimes you may get the whole enchilada and get the whole picture, or you may have to take certain steps and get it one minute at a time. Uh, Leah, thank you so much for today. Look. I know you're passionate about this journey. And what I've discovered about passion when I get passionate, it comes from a place that is both within, but somewhere at a higher, whatever you want to call that. Can you talk about this idea when you get that? I'm getting a glimpse of who I am. Now, that thing in the mirror that I did, that was not a glimpse of who I was. That was like, oh my gosh, that is not the you I thought you were. Mm -hmm. That's not even, <clears throat> take us through when we get this glimpse of knowing who we are. Because nine times out of 10 for me, even though I've gotten a glimpse, boy, I've had to get some guidance to figure out, do I get off the couch now? <laughs> right? <laughs> I Right. Right? <laughs> I, I think for so many of us, myself included, the biggest thing in to stepping into that purpose is to think about your life and your mindset with an abundant lens. And what I mean by that is so many of us are thinking about our life based on our experiences and, and because of the brain, right? It looks for scarcity. It looks for the negative. It looks for things that you should watch out for, right? 
And so when we think about our future and our possibilities and our potential, right? So many times we, we shut down because we don't believe that we're capable. And so the biggest thing that I find in my clients and even in my own becoming was my belief. And I I think it's a failure Mm -hmm. to believe in three things. I think it's a failure to believe in something bigger than yourself, whether you call it God or universe, or even like for me, my mom. Yeah, exactly. And and she believed in me when I had no business believing. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I have to borrow her belief. Yeah. Right. And the other two beliefs is just the belief in your capabilities and your belief in your commitment. Because you have a bunch of evidence, you have a bunch of stories that you've told yourself where you haven't followed through. You haven't been a person of your word. And you make that mean that you're not capable of ever being that person. And what I want to remind everyone listening is that what happened in your past is not an indicator. It never is of what is available for you in your future. The only thing that is required for your future, right, is you championing consciousness. That's it. Always. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because you see that part of the journey we don't talk about. And if you've never entered the realm of this, this is something that you have to learn with another person. Um, You learned it from your mom. Um, I will tell you that, uh, you know, Linda, right? Yeah. I know you've talked to Linda. She's so great. Linda's my best friend. She's been my best friend since 1972. Her family basically took me in, in so many ways. Everything from Joan teaching me how to set the the dining room table, right? But there is that, but she never wavered in her belief for me at all, ever, ever. You know, even when I declared I was going to get a PhD and here I was, And then I said, I don't even know what it is. And I didn't even have an undergraduate degree, but she never wavered. And her answer to me was, of course she will. Now, it really leads to this next question for you, because there have been points in my life, and I wonder if you've had these too. Well, we've been around people that were not supportive. And you said this earlier today, we have been put in a situation And we talked about this. We've been put in situations now where people have had to be in homes together, never spending that much time together. But there is an impact from the people we also put ourselves around, isn't there? 100%. Yep. Yep. And they will either help us move along Mm -hmm. or help us reflect. But all of this, as you call it, is in the art of the study of self, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. They, that that yeah. never ends. That never ends. That never and, ends. And the people that we are being put into in these times, in, in this way, they, the, what I'm going to put in parentheses, difficult, because there's no such thing. It's just a thought. But these difficult people, right? They are our best teachers. Oh, yeah. Right? They teach the the easy ones, like your friend Linda. Like, they're easy, right? 
right? They, they don't really summon the need for us to grow and ex- expand and be curious, right? Um, but it's the, the difficult ones that we can either allow to um, summon some wisdom from, or we can allow them to tear us down and allow them to um, make us feel, which isn't even possible, um, a certain way that we don't want to feel, right? And a lot of the coaching that I do, especially in these areas of self, and this one, this particular area of self is the connected area of self. That's all with our relationships. So much of my coaching is on relationships and the quote unquote difficult people in them. And it's just the revealing that there's no such thing as difficult relation, difficult people, right? Yeah. Look, everything we do is in relationship to other people. Yep. Even if we feel like we just keep us to ourselves. And the reason I say that, and, you know, I, I had a mentor say this to me, I don't know how many, how many decades ago, but she, she looked at me and she said, look, it's real simple for you. Here's the deal. You're going to have to learn to be your best with the other people around you, because if you were meant not to learn that, you would have been given your own planet. You'd be on your own planet like just you. And you'd be sitting there doing nothing with anybody else except relationship with the land. But that's not us here on earth. Mm -mm. Everything we do is in context of another human being in some strange way, isn't it? Always. Mm -hmm. Mm. Always. Yep. Mm. When we come back from break, the number one question for most people that really want to take the journey that you've described, to take the journey with you. What's stopping you? What is it that shows up that puts the brakes on? Sometimes it's a slow pump at a brake, you know that one? Sometimes it is boom, hitting that brake so hard. And most of the time, you are not even aware that you have just stopped the car. You stopped it. You still think you're moving. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Leah. And when we come back, I'll make sure you have plenty of information. We're going to also talk about the approach that Leah takes, what she uses, how does she work with people, and what does steer actually mean to her and to the people that work with her. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Well, some of us are outwardly successful, but inwardly feel unhappy and living a life lacking in purpose and meaning. It just doesn't feel good. Well, the Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer can help you discover what's important to you and how to go for it. For more information to purchase the book, go to transformationtalkradio.com or carlgreer.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx. 
Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune into And That's When I Realized, the truth and comedy of midlife with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just gotta laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. And yes, our office is open and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at maryjanemack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Wow, hey everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in Becoming in Purpose and On Purpose with Leah Rowling joining me here today. Uh, Leah, we're going to do a, a number of shows, but there's a lot of We'd information like to con- that um, I think is important for you to share, if you don't mind, because this we're talking about things, but you actually put these into practice. So it's not only just talking about it, it's also helping people really move through this. And we're going to talk about the process in a minute. How do people find out about you? Uh, also talk about, you know, what you have set up for women to really come to and be part of. Yeah. So you can check me out on my website, uh, www.leahrolling.com. I've put together a online coaching program called Becoming uh, for women looking for more, searching for more, yearning for more, knowing that there's something more, right? And and I see it in so many clients. They've got they've got what you were just talking, what we were just talking about, Pat. They've got all the successes. They've got all the accomplishments checked. They 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 live in you know beautiful homes and and their kids are healthy and happy and fed, right? But they're not fulfilled. They're they're not tapping into necessarily who it is that they want to be and who it is that they want to become. And I believe that every day is an opportunity to grow and learn and to become a better version of ourselves. And so in this becoming group, uh, we take a personal development topic and I break it down workshop style. I try to teach it in a way that can be 
consumable um, with ideas and strategies and step-by-step like blueprints, if you will, on how to make personal development a practice. And then we do some life coaching on it and people bring me situations and circumstances where they find themselves struggling in or Mm. meeting up with challenges in that particular area. And just hearing coaching, just hearing different perspectives and different ways to think about things is, is gold is, is, is money. And, um, it's such an amazing group. And I am so, I'm so thankful for everyone in it. And I'm thankful to be, be part of that community. Yeah. You know, uh, there are so many things that come to mind, but one of the things that I really find is so important to really speak with you about and have you talk about is the fact that becoming is a journey and a process. And so it makes sense that your approach to it would also be a process, would also be a journey. The way you set it up, the way that you're able to talk with people and take take them through step-by-step and phase-by-phase. Tell us about how you go about this. Tell us about your approach. So the, the main framework that I teach is a framework that I learned a little bit from uh, Brooke Castillo's Life Coach School. And I've intertwined different um, uh, lessons and psychology and human behavior traits from, uh, I, I mean, some of my very favorites, the Joe Dispenza's of the world, the Amagaswamis, the Bruce Lipton's. And we've, I've put it into a framework so that people can understand how it is that we think and what does it mean to be human. And so that model is what I call the STEER model. And each letter, obviously, it's an acronym. Each letter stands for our humanness, right? The S is for the situation or circumstance, right? And what I try to get my clients to see is that it's neutral, It's neutral, meaning that the only reason we give meaning to it is because of our thinking and our thinking is always optional, right? And so if we can dissect and um, delineate between the S in our life and the T in our life, we can become more empowered in every single situation. The T then, of course, is for our thinking, right? And again, thoughts are not facts. They're not, right? We think they are because they seem very believable to us. And it's only because we have lots of confirmation bias and lots of evidence to confirm that they're right, right? But nonetheless, they're not facts, right? Facts would mean that a court of law would determine it as a fact and everyone, every single person would agree right? Yeah. And our circumstances include not only just things that happen to us, but life itself and other people, other people are, are in our, they go in the S line, right? Which means that they're out of our control. I'll never forget. I was at a conference once, um, and this, this was like a decade ago. And this, this lady, um, this up and coming lady, huge disruptor in the personal development space, was talking about our roles as moms. And she basically said that we don't 
I, and I'm not quoting her perfectly, but she basically said that we don't source our kids' happiness. And I was like, ah, the heck I don't. <laughs> and for me, that was such an aha moment because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's right. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm the S in their model too, right? <laughs> I, and freedom from that responsibility to source their happiness gives me the freedom to allow them to experience their life as they should. The ups and downs, the 50-50 of what this life is, right? And then I don't have to get so uptight that they're having a bad experience. I don't have to mirror their bad day because that does nothing for our relationship, right? So, but, so T is for thinking, E is for emotions. Here's, here's something that is fascinating. The only reason that any situation or any circumstance creates any sort of anguish for us, overwhelm for us, uh, frustration for us is because of the meaning that we give it to it with our thoughts. We don't have a feeling, right? We don't have an emotion unless we have a thought. All of our emotions overwhelm, frustration, anger, despair, all of them, they all come from our brain. And so if we can really learn to master our brain, we can learn to master our emotions. And our emotions are the fuel for our A. And what I mean by A is our action line. I, we talked earlier in the show that we don't do what we know. We do who we are as a state of being. And the T and the E create our state of being, which is the B method that I've created. But all of our action is fueled by how it is that we're feeling. So we've got to stop finding our life away, right? For me, that was my epitome. I was sick and tired. My demarcation line in the sand was, I'm done finding. I'm done pretending that I'm fine when I'm not. Because when I pretend that I'm fine when I'm not, I miss an opportunity to heal what's in me that needs to be healed so that I can progress to the next level, right? And then the last letter of the STEER model is R, right? And our results, you guys, are always proof of our original thought, right? Our thinking creates this feeling. This feeling fuels how we show up in our life. And how we show up in our life ultimately creates our results and our experiences. So our thinking and really needing to create a framework for understanding what that looks like is paramount in understanding why it is that you either have the results that you want in your life or don't. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what you're talking about is when you have that level of I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, I, I use like learn words in like that I live with, like an aha moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't walk around saying, oh, I had an epiphany or an awakening. Although sometimes when it's big enough, I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to feel like this is like, this is like the stupidest thing that I just discovered that's so big. Um, but part of what you and I were talking about too had to do with a lot of times when you make a discovery, at least this is my experience, and thank you so much for walking us through your approach, your model, uh, because people want to know, like, I'm going to work with you. What's your approach? 
How are we going to move together? Even if they don't say to you, Leah, oh, tell me your approach. They want to know, how are you going to get me from here to here? The other part of this, too, I'd like to ask you about is it is so trans transformative, transformational, what you've just expressed, right? Because it re-engages you at different points of time. It re-engages you to re-look at a result or it re-engages you, so to speak, to look at a thing. Let's just call it a thing, yep. right? Like this morning, big aha moment for me when I started to go through your questions and ask, and I said, well, I should ask myself that question. What it pinpointed to me was not something that wasn't already in me, but something that needed an invitation to be brought forth. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what your process does? Isn't that why it's so effective? Because it's effective because it provides invitations at multiple points in time about multi multiple stages of the model. And it allows us to rethink ourselves, right? Yeah, 100%. I had said earlier that 95% of our thoughts are from our unconscious thinking in the past thinking. And if we continue to think that way in the past, we'll continue to create those same results, right? You find your T and your R every time in the future. So you can pretty much hijack that model wherever. If you're overwhelmed, we put overwhelm in the model, in the yeah. E-line and the default model, right? Which is the one that's not conscious, which is why we have to champion that consciousness and create intentional models, right? That we can then create habits with. All a habit is, is a memorized model. So if we want to start making less decisions in our life and have more things be empowering habits and routines, we just have to create more intentional models. That's it. I and so it. literally we can like, if these, this is how you're showing up in your life, in your A-line, we look to the E-line as proof as to why it is, right? If these are your results, well, let's look at what it is that you're thinking. That's what I ask every single time I get into a workshop or a, you know, I'm asked to uh, do a workshop for corporate, right? What is the intention? What was the intention behind your mission? What, what is it that we were thinking about? And if they got the results that they wanted, it's an empowering thought in abundance. If it wasn't the results that they wanted, I promise you there's scarcity in the T-line. Scarcity in the T-line creates scarcity in the R-line every time. And boy, it's so important to know that and to understand it because let's just, uh, I'm going to go ahead and skip the break. I want to talk about how this relates to meeting your own needs because I was, I was just talking with Amber and Austin about leadership and sort of some of the things I discovered in the research that I did. But I was really struck today when I started to look at what you and I were going to talk about. I was really struck by an interesting moment. Um, there's a line in the movie that just came out. I think it's in, it's in the older version in this movie, uh, in the movie Dune. And it's one of the, actually, by the way, it's one of the misconceived moments in the book and in the first movie. It's actually the mom, right, that is feeding the son these thoughts of confidence. 
And one of them is this idea as he has his hand in this box and he was told he will feel pain. And he was told that if he pulls his hand out, he will die. I love this. And he was doing this. And there's a line that I started to think about today. And I wonder if it's actually true. The line is fear is the mind killer. Mm -hmm. I think if fear is the mind killer, complacency has got to be the heart killer. What do you think? 100%. It is for sure. Yep. And complacency sabotages all true meaningful connections. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because as a leader, you get to be, and you're a coach, you're a leader. As leaders, we get to look at that part of our becoming. Where do we see that happening? Now, if we're the frog in the cold water, we don't see it happening until it's in our face. Mm -hmm. Where do we see it in the people that we work with? Where do we see it with our family? Where do we see it with ourselves? Because isn't this part of what you help people look at in a way where they don't get all critical, but can look at it and say, okay, we can work on that because you're right. Complacency, boy, <laughs> I think that's the death of purpose. Oh, for, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the place that we look at is that, that delineation line that I was talking about between our S and our T. You can throw anything in your S, whether it's your mother-in-law, whether it's your <laughs> spouse, whether it's your kids, whatever. And whatever it is that you're thinking about them is what's giving them meaning. It isn't factual. I'm not saying it's not valid, right? I'm just saying that it, as a society, I think one of the biggest, um, probably uh, killers of our own empowerment is this idea that it's other people's fault. It's, it's our boss's fault. It's our job's fault. It's, I'd be happier if I moved somewhere. I'd be happier if, if people would validate me. I would be happier if, if um, she would be, um, you know, more interested in who I am. I would be, and that is the biggest fallacy ever because happiness doesn't come from the S line. Happiness comes from our T line and people are just not very good at being who we want them to be. They're just not, you know who they're really good at being? They're really good at being them. And when we can just accept that, right? And acceptance doesn't mean approval, right? If we can just accept that people are just who they are based on their own experiences, we think that we see the world as it is, we don't. We see the world as we're in it based on our own experiences, which means that when we're looking to meet our needs, right? And, and I truly believe that negative emotion is just an unmet need, right? Yeah, I totally get, I agree with you completely. Right? And so when we can learn to meet our own needs, right? The world opens up 
and we can start seeing potential in our future because negative emotion is an unmet need within us that only we can solve. We can't look to everybody else to solve it, right? It's, it's ours to solve and ours to sit with, but yet we're so dismissive of any negative emotion because we don't want to feel it because we haven't been taught how to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this because it brings me to one of my favorite prayers, the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can replace God with whatever you want in the <gasps> prayer. It doesn't matter. But, you know, when you're looking at that prayer, it has very specific meaning. And I want to ask you about this. Now, my mama used to say, <laughs> used to say, girls, if I teach you one thing, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. Now, she was talking to three girls. Most of us didn't even understand half of what she was saying, but she would say it over and over again until there was a point in our life when we'd have a moment mm. and we would just see her face and say, oh, uh, that is when that's what she meant. But there's something really interesting that happens. And I want to talk with you about it. Nobody said that we wouldn't have to make tough love decisions. Right? Right. And I say tough love decisions because I don't believe there are any tough decisions. Right. But the serenity prayer is interesting because what it it really points to is it provides points to the fact that simple prayer right it's real simple it's it's god universe give me grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change so let's start there Mm -hmm. courage to change the things i can Mm -hmm. and wisdom to know the difference difference and that is i this is what i was thinking about this morning with you that i had the big aha moment is holy cow I am rolling a boulder up a hill around something I can't change. Mm -hmm. And if I'm expecting someone to do something, perform in a certain way, meet a standard of expectations, and you've said it over and over to them. My mama used to say, you cannot get grapefruit from a hardware store. So Mm -hmm. we have to be able to look at that and say, wow, I've got a tough decision. Do I continue to have something happen in my life that doesn't meet my personal value standard? Mm -hmm. Or do I have to change it, Leah? What do you think? Well, I think you have to look at it with that lens, through that lens. You either have to have discernment to change the situation, hold your boundary, right? Not, Not expecting other people to uphold it, your boundaries for you to hold, or change your thoughts about it, right? Right? You... For those out there that struggle with your in-laws and you're just sure that if you could get me on the phone, you'd be like, no, 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 Leah, you don't understand. My in-law is this and this and this. I would still tell you, nope, your in-law is neutral. Your in-law is neutral. I bet you her mom likes her. So in a court of law, that's not going to hold up that she's not likable. You don't like her. So that work is your work to do. Why is it that you don't like her? And this is what always comes out. You don't like who you are when you're with her. Yeah. Right? So in that situation, you really can't change. You can't swap the S, right? Like you wouldn't necessarily always want to just find a new replacement mother-in-law. 
if you can't change the S, guess what has to change? You. Oh my God. Look, we're going to talk about this in so much more detail, so much more. Uh, one of the greatest moments I had around that is with my table tennis coach. Uh, he is tough. He will say some things to me in a public forum training me. And I love it. I don't care what he's saying. <laughs> I, I, right. If he says to me in broken English, what are you doing? Why can't you get from over there to over there? That's like six inches. You, you can't move from over there to over there. No, I'm not going to hit the ball slower. You got to get from over there. And five people in the room will hear it and come up to me later and say, why do you take that from him? And I'm like, take mm. what? Yeah. We're going to talk about that in future shows. What's green in my pasture may look like a desert in yours. And what you're helping us with today is understanding what our field is all about, what is ours to change and what is not. And you have an amazing process. Leah, thank you so much for today. Please thank tell you. people how they can find out more about you. Please tell them one more time. Yes, of course. Uh, www.leahrolling.com. You can contact me. I do 20 minute strategy sessions on pretty much any topic, you can just throw it at me, right? Um, and then you can find more information about our becoming group. If you are wanting some, if you're wanting to make personal development a practice this year, like if this yep. is the year you finally decided, you know what, I matter, dang it. And and I want some tools in a community where I can really take personal development to the next level mm -hmm. and really explore who it is that I am, my purpose on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I would invite you to give that look and um, join us this year, this year, because you matter, because you do. I love it. And I love what you said. Personal message, Leah, what do you want to leave us with today? Oh, man. I think for me, my biggest message as I am, you know, writing and, and, and praying and putting out my intention in the world is we've got to stop being mean. We've this division, this division that's happening in our, in, in our country, in our world right now. Um, if, if not us, who, if, if we don't start being kinder, which means we just have to have a no judgment tolerance, right? And, and not just a no judgment tolerance and that we're going to be passive when other people are being mean, right? When we just sit and listen to it, but we don't quote unquote partake in it. No, we need to draw a line in the sand and be like, nope, we need to talk about the future and ideas and goals and, and positive or I'm out. I'm walking.